Welcome to the BC Podcast, featuring a weekly message from Believer's Church in Warren, Ohio. For more information, visit www.believers.cc. Several years ago, quite a few years ago, I should say, I was counseling a couple. They no longer live here. None of you know who they are. Uh, we were in my office, and uh, I was trying to help. And uh, the man was very uh, aggressive, very angry person. He stood up just from some of my simple advice and put his finger in my face and said, I'm going to find you someday on the street. I'm going to get you. And he went storming out of my, my office. And how many can agree that doesn't make for the greatest day? And none of you want to come counseling any, with me anymore. So about a month later, I'm going down the street down the giant eagle down the street and I'm out of my car I'm walking in the door and this guy drives by the same guy and he sees me I see him and he sees me seeing him and I'm like oh no so I'm walking through this door just to pick up a few things to bring to my office and I keep looking behind me to see if he's he's following me into the store so I'm at the register and I look out and he's leaning on the back of my car and I'm like oh this is bad and um so I check out, he's there, I stand at the window looking, and then he sees me looking at him and laughs at me, and I'm like, oh Lord, I don't think it's good for the pastor down the street, I pastor a church down the street for me to get in a fight in the parking lot. So I'm trying to figure out what do I do, and this police officer walks in. So I call him over, I say, sir, I pastor down the street. I said, there's a guy out there that wants to fight with me, and I said, I, I'd rather not can you walk me to my car? He said, I'd love to. So he walks me out to my car, and the guy sees him and takes off. And uh, so then about a month after that, a month or two after that, I pick up this minister. He's speaking here. I pick him up at his hotel. He's internationally known. And I'm driving him back to the church, and I stop at a red light, and I hear this guy calling my name and cussing. And I look over. It's that guy. He's parked next to us. And he is cussing at me, calling me names. So this I have my windows up, you know, and uh, this minister looks at me, has a sense of humor. He goes, do you know that fella? And uh, I said, yeah. He says, why is he so upset with you? I said, I, 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 don't, I was counseling him, and he, got, he just got upset. He goes, apparently you're not that great a counselor. And I said, no, no, I'm not. So then the guy pulls up ahead of me, and he slows down, and he's not allowing me to go to speed limit, and he's giving me a bicep and then giving me the finger. <laughs> and so finally I saw an opportunity to make a left after he passed it. So I made a left and went, came to church a different way. Same guy called and would leave me messages on my church voicemail, which I no longer have, and uh, would let me know he's going to kill me and just lots of threatening things. So I would leave my office at night and make sure no one was in a parking lot for a long time. And uh, those kinds of things can cause you hurt. They can cause you pain. They can upset you and all of us have things like that in our lives that can really uh, really hurt us and really make it hard to like certain people and uh, I want to welcome you to secrets you don't have to live in the dark and today we're going to talk about secret pains that's that's the title of the lesson and all of us have secret pains um, I just shared one a specific type but every one of us in this room we have people that have hurt us in one way or another and that pain has to be dealt with and we're just going to talk about those pains. And 
Uh, I want to help solve a problem today. This is a problem that all of us are going to have if, if we don't deal with these hurts in our life, these pains in our life, if we don't learn to deal with people that have hurt us and people that have wronged us. And I think it's really important that we, we fix this problem in all of our lives. And for many of us, you understand what I'm going to teach, so I'm just going to help you understand it uh, more clearly. For others, this will change your life today. And it can be found in the scripture. Here's the problem I want to solve, Hebrews 12, 14. It begins by saying, make every effort to live in peace with everyone. Now, the first verse lets us know that there are going to be some folks that no matter what we do, we're not going to be able to live in peace with them. But we need to try. So we, we, we give it a shot. Um, and then verse 15 is interesting. It says, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God. And what this means in the context, it's referring to you and I falling short in forgiving people in the grace of God. And it's referring to us not tapping into God's grace to help us forgive people and release people that hurt us. And if we don't deal with it, if we don't forgive, if we fall short, here's what happens. That no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Now, bitterness is the result of us not being able to forgive somebody that hurts us. And, and it's real easy, no matter who we are, when someone hurts us, if we hold on to it, it's real easy to become bitter. And I think it's interesting that it's called the root of bitterness uh, because you can't see it with these eyes, but it's there. Now, it bears fruit, and I want to talk about the fruit in a moment. But notice it's going to cause you trouble in your life. So this is about you and I freeing ourselves. It's always about us freeing ourselves. But then it spews out and it gets all over other people. And what I have strived to do in my life, and I've struggled with it, and, and I'll share and I'll be transparent today, is to stay as healthy and clean on the inside as I can, uh, to forgive any and everyone, no matter what they do. And uh, because if I don't, it causes me trouble, not them. And then it begins to get off on everybody that knows me, everybody that I'm around. And the last thing I need is to boo it out on everybody here that's in this congregation. That's the last thing you need is a bitter pastor. Uh, bitter pastors aren't better, they're, they're bad. So we don't want that. So, so here's, a, here's, here's what I've noticed. I, I, I call this the fruit of bitterness, and uh, it's, it's not an all-inclusive list. But at this time, I want you to just do some self-analysis. Uh, this is not to condemn any of us, but just as we're going through it, ask yourself, do I have any of this fruit in my life? And if you do, I have a message, I believe, today that can begin to pull that root right out. And... Uh, Understand, there are some events that happen in our lives that you and I will never be able to fix by ourselves. We'll need to sit and talk to a professional. Some events hit us so hard that we need what I like to say is a professional counselor. And sometimes we just need a professional Christian counselor. And I always go to Christians because they understand the Bible and their, their goal is the same as my goal, to forgive, to walk in love. So I always find a Christian. But sometimes you just need a professional. Sometimes you don't. So I'm going to give you principles. If you, if you find they don't work, then you may need to sit and have somebody help you. That can, they're, they're more skilled than someone like me would be. Uh, so the first fruit is a critical spirit. And if, if you're here and you have a critical spirit, what that means is you criticize everything and everybody. And if you're not sure, ask your mate or ask your friends. 
and they'll tell you. <laughs> they'll let you know if you're critical. And if you're really critical, you probably have a root of bitterness. There's probably something that someone did to you that you didn't deal with, you didn't forgive, and it's just grown up in there, and it just makes you really critical. And I've had to deal with this at different times in my life. My wife has pointed it out to me at different times uh, in our marriage that you're critical. And, uh, and, and, and I've had to dig deep and say, what, what, why am I critical? Who, who is it that I haven't released yet? What am I ticked off about? And, uh, and that's true for all of us. So uh, the second one is just, I, I called it hypersensitivity. And this is when you're really touchy and you can blow up, just psh, be angry in a second. You know, one, one second you're okay. And then you're like, Aah! and you're just angry and mean and uh, just ranting and raving. You probably have a bitterness issue if that's happening in your life. Uh, there's something you're upset about, you're hurt about that you haven't dealt with. And it's just a good way to check and say, does that happen to me? Um, ungrateful attitude. Um, this can be caused by more than just uh, bitterness, but bitterness can cause us to become very ungrateful for everything in our life. And so it's just another fruit that you need to check. And then the other one is uh, when you hold grudges. And I've noticed that people that hold grudges somebody's hurt them they've not let go of it and now they're not they're not they're not letting go of anything that anybody does to them and they just begin to hold grudges and they become very aggressive and very angry people and if you see any of this in your life again i'm not it's not to condemn you i just think it's good sometimes to check and say ask ourselves hey what's happening and again if you're not sure ask the person closest to you that knows you the best don't ask them now but ask them later and just say, hey, do I have any of that in my life? And uh, that's the problem I want to help solve. And the way we solve this problem is by forgiving and letting go. And I think I can help you understand how to do that today. This is anonymous. I don't know who wrote it. No one knows who wrote it, but I love it. And it goes like this. When we don't forgive, it's like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. And... Uh, that's what happens when we don't forgive. It actually hurts us, and we think forgiving is going to help them. It, it doesn't do anything for them. It, it helps us. It sets us free. And if we don't forgive, it is like drinking poison, and it be just begins to eat us up and hurt us. So this is all about us helping ourselves and setting ourselves free. Uh, most of you in this room are familiar with this picture. This is uh, the picture of the Last Supper. Leonardo da Vinci painted this picture, and uh, it's a fascinating picture. Mom and Dad had a copy of this in our kitchen. Uh, so we had this, I grew up with seven brothers. There were nine of us, so we had a table big enough to sit, nine of us in the kitchen. And this picture hung right over the, the table. So I, I know this picture by heart. And uh, the, the Jesus in there is so famous. And uh, there's a backstory to this picture, it's a, and it's a fascinating backstory. Leonardo da Vinci, when he went to paint this picture, he got into this big fight with a, with, a, with a fellow painter. And they got into such a big fight, they couldn't solve it. He was so angry with this guy that the first face that he painted in this picture was Judas. And he painted his, the man he was mad with, he painted his face on Judas. And so everybody's, the word's out, you know, your face is on Judas. And... Uh, and he just was so mad, he thought, I'm going to 
I'm going to have this guy be, go down in history, you know, infamous that he, he is Judas. And he was a Judas in his life as far as he felt. So then the story goes on that he tried to paint the face of Jesus. And day after day, he would try to paint the face of Jesus and he couldn't paint it. And he would come up blank and he's wasting weeks now. For weeks, he can't go any further. He can't paint the face of Jesus. And one day it dawns on him, I think I need to make it right with this guy and change the face of Judas. So he repaints the face of Judas, and he just paints an anonymous, somebody he's never, he just makes a face up. And the very next day when he went to paint Jesus, this is, he painted the famous face that's on this picture. He was able to paint it like that. And I believe there's just something powerful for you and I to learn. First of all, we can't see the face of Jesus in our lives until we release the Judases in our lives. We have to just repaint that face and release those people in our lives. And God can't paint strokes of his character in our lives until we release the Judases in our lives. And I know it hurts. I know it's painful. By the way, I didn't say this, but it's important to say, I realize there's a healing process, you know, that, that takes place. And uh, we have to grieve some, some hurt. So I realize we can't forgive instantly sometimes. It's a process. But if it's been five years, you've had plenty of time to grieve. If it's four, three, two, one, you've had plenty of time to grieve. It's, it's time to release people, and it sets us free when we do. Uh, every time I teach a lesson, I, I ask myself, what is it that I want them to walk away never forgetting? And in this lesson, it's real simple. It just goes like this. Forgiven people can forgive people. And every one of us in this room that have accepted Christ as our Savior, we are as forgiven as a person can be. The Bible teaches that he washed away all of our sins. The Bible teaches that you've accepted Jesus, you're holy, blameless, and without fault in his sight. That's amazing. You know how many times before I accepted Jesus, you know how many times I cussed and used his name? I GD'd everything in the world every day of my life. And, and I swore and I cussed and I disliked God and I wasn't even sure if he existed and one day I accepted Christ and he just forgave me you know what ever since that time I was 19 he still forgives me every time I sin and every time I mess up aren't you, aren't you glad God is God and he forgives us he's amazing guys you and I are here by his grace we're forgiven and it's important for us to remember forgiven people can forgive people I can forgive because I've been forgiven, and God's given you and I the ability to forgive. So here's a scripture that, that I think is so cool. It reads like this, Colossians 3.13. Be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And we're able to do it. Forgiven people can forgive people. We can do it. So let me tell you a story. Uh, most of us are aware on June 17th, uh, there was a deranged young white guy that went into a, a black church, and uh, it was Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in, in Charleston. He went to their Wednesday night Bible study. There were only 10 people plus him, so 10 members of the congregation plus him. He sat through the one-hour Bible study. Then he stood up and he shot all 10 people. He killed nine out of the 10. He tried to kill everyone. One person survived. So when I saw that, you know, being a pastor, that 
catches my attention. It, 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 it really hurt me to see it. And then to see the hatred really bothered me. Well, then one day I'm at home and I'm watching the news and the bell hearing, uh, hearing comes up and uh, they have this, this guy and you're going to see a video clip in a moment. He's standing there chained. Two law enforcement agents are behind him and he's being videoed into this room where the judge is and they allowed all nine family members to stand up and to address the guy that killed their loved ones. I was shocked that it was happening. I thought, wow, that's, that's crazy they're allowing this to happen. What happened next absolutely shocked and blew my mind. And I want to say, these people, and I'm only going to share one and a half with you. I want you to hear it, but they're all the same, all nine of them. Um, they are my new heroes. They are the most incredible Christian people I have ever, ever met in my life. I was, I started to ball. You know, for us guys, we, we usually say we tear it up, and you just feel it here, but it, it just never gets all the way up to your eyes usually. But I literally just began to ball. I was like in shock. And if you want to see something cool, go to YouTube, put, put the info in for this, and watch the newscaster's response after these people talk. I, not one new cat, newscaster on any of the news feeds knew what to do. They were dumbfounded by what these people said. And I think it's one of the most incredible expressions of love. And I realize these people have to grieve. They may go through their angry stage right now. But to be able to do what they do was the grace of God, and it shows the love and forgiveness of God. So check, check this clip out. But I forgive you. And have mercy on your soul. You hurt me. You hurt a lot of people. But God forgive you. And I forgive you. Thank you, ma'am. And I appreciate you being here. Representative of the family of Myra Thompson. Sir, would you like to make a statement before this court? Please come forward. Mr. Thompson. I would just like him to know that... Speak up for me. I can down here. Saying the same thing I was just saying. You know, I forgive you and my family forgive you. But we would like you to take this opportunity to repent. Repent, confess, give your life to the one who matters the most, Christ, so that he can change it, can change your ways no matter what happened to you, and you'll be okay. Do that, and you'll be better off than what you are right now. Thank you, sir. That, that just, it blew my mind. And I thought, that's national TV. And again, the newscasters did not know what to do with watching love and forgiveness in action. They just, they did not know how, they said, we have no, we don't know what to say to what we just saw. And I sat there, and again, I'm bawling, and I'm thinking, Jesus, your grace is powerful, and your love is powerful. And if these folks can forgive somebody that did that to their loved ones, I can forgive anybody that's, that's harmed me. And again, I know sometimes it's a process. It takes a little bit of time. We have to go through some grief. 
but that's powerful. So I have always struggled in my life with forgiveness. I'm a very right, wrong person. You probably noticed that if you've been to church here anyways. I'm black or white. I, I struggle with gray areas. I, I cannot live in the gray. I, I can't live there. It's right, wrong. It's, it's one, one, there's got to be one way that's right. Well, that's, that's good in a lot of ways, but that trips you up in other ways. And I've always been tripped up with forgiveness because I have no problem forgiving someone that tells me I'm sorry. But when someone doesn't say they're sorry, over the years, I've really struggled with that. I'm like, I can't forgive them. They didn't say they were sorry. And it's just a struggle that I had. And years ago, God opened up my eyes to help me see something that changed my life. And I've shared this before in messages, so you might sit here and say, I remember you saying this before. And I just encourage you to open up your heart, because I believe God wants to open up your, your spiritual understanding even further than, than it's ever been. And this is what God showed me. He just showed me there's two types of forgiveness in the Bible. One is what I call closed. That's when they apologize for what they did. And uh, that's classic case. I, I could always handle that one. And uh, usually it ends up, they become, you become closer friends with the person. That's classic. Closed stands for closure. You have closure. But what happens when you don't have closure? I call that, I gave these names myself, I call that opened. And opens when they don't apologize for what they did. You know, it's kind of like Jesus on the cross. You know, they, they, they nailed him to a cross. They beat him. They put a thorns on his head. They spit on him. They called him names. He walked that walk and all kinds of people are just spitting on him, calling him names, hitting him, and he's hanging there on the cross, and he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's open. There's no closure. Nobody said, Jesus, we're sorry for what we did. <laughs> nobody, nobody told him, hey, I'm sorry I spit on you. I'm sorry I put those nails through your hands. But he still forgave them. And... <clears throat> Typically, with people in our lives, we won't be able to continue a friendship, typically. You have to put up boundaries, you know, uh, if you don't have closure so that they don't slap you over and over again. But we're still called to forgive people. And that's important. If we don't, that's where that bitterness just comes up. So uh, let, me, let me show you what closed forgiveness looks like. It's Luke 17, 3 and 4. It says, so watch yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him or, you know, let him know he hurt you. And if he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times comes back to you and says, I repent, Jesus says, forgive him. That's real simple, closed. How many of us can agree it doesn't work that way all the time? <laughs> Very seldom. It's, it's, not, it's not the majority of the time that that's going to happen. So what happens when it doesn't? Well, Let's take a look at open forgiveness. We do what Jesus did. We do what Stephen did. Remember Stephen? Stephen, Stephen uh, they're stoning him, and he says, Father, forgive them. It's like, whoa, they're stoning you. That, that hurts. Father, forgive them. And I love what Romans 12, 18 says. It says, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Sounds familiar. We read a, a similar verse. But it goes on and says, dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God, for the scriptures say, I will take revenge, I will pay them back, says the Lord. 
Now, God showed me something here that changed my life. It enabled me to forgive people who I have no closure with, who don't admit they hurt you or what, whatever it is. And I want to make sure you don't take this the wrong way. But what I saw was this. My job is to release and to forgive. And I do that for my benefit. It doesn't, doesn't do anything for them. But because I'm that black or white, right or wrong guy, this set me free because I realized, you know what? They still have to deal with God. They have to answer to God. So don't take this the wrong way, like sick them, God. Let them have it for what they did to me. That's not what it's teaching us. But isn't it cool to know that all I have to do is release them, forgive them, let it go. And then all of us have to deal with God. This changed how I treat people. Because all of a sudden I began to realize how I treat you. God's good. I have to deal with God for how I treat you. It's like, whoa. And that, that really helped my marriage. I stopped, I stopped beating Gina. I thought, I have to answer to God for, for this. And If you don't know me, I'm joking, okay? <laughs> it changes everything when you realize God's going to make all of us answer for how we lived. So now it's not, I don't have to have justice like, this isn't right, Lord, it's not fair. It's just like, I forgive him, Lord. Lord, I let him go. And then I learned these three things to do that helps me forgive and helps me stay in forgiveness. These have changed my life. So uh, here's the first one. This was tough for me. I struggled with this over the years. It's just don't share the wrong done. That, that was tough for me. Listen to 1 Peter 4.8. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. And if we're going to walk in love and love like Jesus, we don't expose people's sins. We cover them. And of course, if someone's a murderer, we'd have to turn them in. I'm, we're not talking about extremes. But one of the things I struggled with was the way to get someone back is to tell people what they did to you. It's kind of like a way to shame them. It's, it's, it's a way for vengeance. Vengeance doesn't have to be you beat them up. You just keep telling people what they did to you. And every time you do, you're dirty in their name. And I struggled in my early walk with God. I struggled with that. But here's what I learned. If I keep talking about what someone did to me, it's like watering a plant. It becomes bigger and bigger inside of me. And I have to just stop talking about it so it stops growing. And I also have to stop talking about it because God wants me to release them and let it go. This, this changed my life years ago when I picked it up and learned it. Here's the second thing. Pray for them. And this is really powerful. Uh, Matthew 5, 43 and 44 say, uh, you've heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. And of course, you could put any word in there, however they hurt you. The idea is we pray for people that do us wrong. And I have learned forgiving someone is easy. Continuing to forgive them or stay in forgiveness can be hard unless I stop talking about it. And every time a thought comes to my mind where they hurt me, I pray and ask God to begin to minister life to them. And I pray for God to bless their lives. That keeps me in the state of forgiveness. And it really, really works. Now, the third one is something that I, I work on hard to this day. 
and it's biblical, and it's just simply bless them. And I want, I want to make sure we all understand what it means to bless somebody. But listen to Luke 6, 27 and 28. But I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. And of course, can you imagine someone's cursing? They're cursing at you, and you come back and say, I love your hair, it's just beautiful. You know, uh, boy, I love your... That's, that's quite, quite a shirt you have on today. You look great. Just think about saying positive things. And, and, and the Bible, it's just a principle that sets us free. It releases God to do some incredible things in our life when we begin to do this. Now, here's what's amazing about this. The word bless that Jesus is using, the 12 disciples know what it means because it's in the law of Moses. They're very familiar what it means. And he blew their minds when he said bless those that curse you. Talk about radical Christianity. That's radical Christianity. And I don't know about you, but I don't wake up in the morning one of the blessed people that, that have done me wrong. But you make a note, I'm capable of doing that. Forgiven people can forgive people. I can do it. I, I can release people. I have the grace of God on me to do that very thing. So listen to what Peter says. 1 Peter 3, 8, and 9. Summing up, be agreeable, be sympathetic, be loving, be uh, compassionate, be humble. Verse 9, that goes for all of you, no exceptions, no retaliation, no sharp-tongued sarcasm. Instead, bless. That's your job. Christians, it's our job to bless. You'll be a blessing and also get a blessing. Now, in my younger Christianity, I, I struggled so so much with that and I had certain people in my life that always talked good about people one was my sister-in-law Patsy and and I would try to get her to talk about people and and I would just bring up names and this is like years ago and and no matter what I did I couldn't get her to she would say something nice about any name I brought up and if I brought up the devil she'd say he's a persistent individual isn't he I'm like can't you even trash talk the devil <clears throat> what's wrong with you? And she was a great example in my life. And my tendencies were the complete opposite. I just, by nature, am not a blesser. And uh, so, so I see verses like this, and, and I see God says it's my job. Jesus says, bless those that curse you. So think about those people that hurt you. And you all know who they are. Just think about who makes you twitch when their name's said or what makes your blood boil. You know who those people are. Come on, we all know who they are. Um, now, now, here's what the disciples knew. This is, this is powerful. No, number 6, 23. Tell Aaron and his sons, these were the priests in the Old Testament. This is how you are to bless the people of Israel. So when Jesus said, bless those that curse you, they're like, what? And, and he goes on to say, verse 24, God bless you and keep you. God smile on you and gift you. Think about that. Whoa. Jesus, these people just did me wrong. Do you know what they did to me? Verse 24, God look you full in the face and make you prosper. In doing so, they will place my name on the people of Israel. I will confirm it by blessing them. And so here they are hearing Jesus say, I want you to speak the blessing of God over them and I want you to release me in their life. And he says, it's also gonna bless you. But I want you to begin to bless these people. We all agree that's counter, uh, totally the opposite of what we feel like doing. Uh, 
but it's an amazing thing. Let me tell you, like all of you, I've, I've had different events in my life. I opened up with one that's far gone, but I've had events where, you know, people have, they do you wrong, and there's no closure, and I have learned the power of not talking about it, the power of praying, and the power of blessing. And, and I, I usually say to the devil, devil, the more you bring their, you just, you, you bring their, their name to me, you're going to be sorry you did, because every time you do, I'm going to bless them. And then it just stops coming to your mind. You just forget about it, because it's like he doesn't want you to, he doesn't want you blessing people. That's the last thing he wants you to do, is, is begin to pray for people and bless people. But it's amazing. So I, I want to do something spiritual now. And, and I, I have a little confession I made up uh, that you, you can speak over that person. And if you don't have anybody, just think of somebody you like and speak it over them. But I would guess every one of us in this room have somebody uh, that, that we, we need to do this with. So it's, it's on our website. You can, you can pick it up if you want to use it every day. It's on our app. You know, all the PowerPoint's on our app, our BC app. So you can pick this up. But before we do it, let's close our eyes, spy our heads for a moment. I want you to think of who is God bringing to your mind right now? Who is it that you have a tough time forgiving? Or maybe who is it that just pushes your buttons that you just don't like? Think of one name, one person. Let's make them your, your, your top most wanted list. Who are they? And maybe right now you're saying, Lord, I need to release them. So just forgive them. Just say, I forgive them. For some of you, it might be so fresh, you need to have a Christian counselor help you walk it through later in the future. But just release them. Maybe you need to say to God, Lord, forgive me for carrying this bitterness. I, I let it go. Now, whoever that one person is, guys, you can look back up. I want you to read these with me, all right? And it's, it's just, I, I just took the prayer and numbers. Jesus told us to bless, bless and we're just going to speak it. So, so, so here's the first one. And then you see the blank. Just put their name. Whisper it, you know. And if it's Pastor Joe, really whisper it. Um, but but just let's, let's read it together. Lord, I ask you to bring to a place where they see Jesus as Savior and fully submit to him. Now, you can read the rest of it really loud. Um, so let's go to the next line. Bless, protect, guard, and keep them in every area of their life. Here's the next line. May your grace, kindness, mercy, favor, and prosperity uh, come upon them and flood their life. That's what Jesus told us to do. That's fascinating. How about the next one? Lord, pay attention to them and bring peace to every area of their life. And Here's one more line. May they become a light to your glory and name. Thank you for filling me with your love for them. Let's close our eyes. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Lord, I've done my best to teach this incredible part of the Bible. And Lord, I thank you for every person in this room. I know for some, this goes real deep and they'll, they'll need somebody to walk them through it. And I thank you that they're going to get that help. Lord, for others like so many of us like me, we're going to be able to walk this through this week and next week. And Lord, we thank you that forgiven people can forgive people. Thank you that 
we have the grace to forgive. Lord, thank you for us repainting the Judases in our life and thank you for showing us Jesus and growing us more than we've ever grown. Lord, I, I really thank you for the roots of bitterness that might be in any person just being pulled out, that critical people are going to be free, Father God. Hypersensitive people just going to be free from those bursts outburst of anger we thank you lord that we can pull that root right out of our lives and lord help us to love like you love thank you for it heads are bowed eyes are closed let's stay in an attitude of prayer maybe you're here today and you say pastor joe i'm just visiting but this this really impacted my life and you say but i'm not so sure i'm forgiven i'm not so sure i'm right with god listen Jesus said, whoever calls on my name, I'll save them. The Bible boldly declares that he died so we can live. He gave us life so we could have life. And it all comes to a moment in our life when we see that Jesus is the Savior and we say, God, I make a decision to accept him and follow him. If you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I can't remember a moment in time where I did that, but I'm ready today. I want to pray with you. Listen very carefully. I'm not asking you to join our church. I'm not asking you if you... Um, are, uh, you grew up in a Christian church, you're a member of a Christian church, I'm not asking you if you were water baptized as an adult or a baby, all great things. In America, so many people do that, but they haven't met Jesus. Here's what I'm asking you. Can you remember a day when you made it personal and you said, Jesus, I accept you and I'm going to follow you. I make you Savior and Lord of my life. If you're here and you say, I can't, but I want to pray, pray with me right now. Everyone else in the room, would you help them pray? Just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I'm a sinner. I repent for all my sins. And this day, I give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, I believe and accept you as Savior. Amen. Thank you for listening to the BC Podcast. Follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram to stay updated, inspired, and encouraged.